Welcome to the Modern Day Dads Podcast, a podcast about dads for dads where no topic is off limits and will never sugarcoat a damn thing. Each week, we explore the life of dads and talk about topics other dads don't want to talk about. Now, here's your host, James Puff Palmer and Daniel Franco. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Modern Day Dads Podcast. It's your host, Puff and Daniel. What's up, man? How's it going, everybody? How's everyone out there? Hey, guys. We're very excited to be talking to you today. Uh, We've got a lot of really good topics to discuss. Uh, Without further ado... The first thing I just want to say is thank you for everyone for listening to our podcast and subscribing. We're very excited to bring you this unorthodox podcast. (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but... Yeah, it could be a little unorthodox. I'm good with that. Okay, perfect. Uh, jumping right into our first topic, let's talk about everyday carry, diaper bags, and the content. I can tell you from my experience that it depends on diets of what, what the kids are eating these days. I personally don't know what vegan parents are carrying around for their kids or <laughs> any other holistic diets that are out there. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, obviously there's the staples that are in the diaper bag. You have your diapers, wipes, of course. change of clothing, sock shoes, blah, blah, blah. Tell me what's in your bag first. In my bag? And and let's, let's uh, let me take a step back. Let me ask you what, what's in the daily carry bag. So if you're out for the day and then what you carry if you're like going on a, a vacation or a small trip. Well, our everyday, uh, just traveling about town, I usually keep a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep a bottle cause we haven't weaned her off the bottle yet. That's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I keep snacks for her. I think of Cheerios or, uh, these little mum mum crackers that she loves, uh, so much. Those are the ones that uh, dissolve when she eats, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one for the older kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have little fruit, strawberry things in them or something like that. And she, she digs them little fruit melts. Like she's into those all of a sudden she hated them back in the day. Diapers, wipes, clothes, change of clothes. Just stuff like that. If it gets cold, the jacket doesn't really get cold in California all that much. But, you know, stuff like that. Just the basics. I mean, I really don't want to carry a ton of stuff. I I have a a friend that, like, they had a a little kid. Mm -hmm. And I swear to you, they needed a minivan (laughs) just for all the crap they would bring with them. They'd have swings with them. They'd bring strollers, which is normal. Oh, my gosh. They'd have bumbo seats and all that crap. Like, they would bring everything with them. I don't know how long it took to pack and get the car ready. It was like a full-time job to do. It was pretty crazy. But we keep it pretty minimal, especially when you're traveling about town. I mean, you really need the basics. If they, you know, go to the bathroom, you got to change them, obviously. And just right. snacks to keep them, keep them rolling and, and, you know, fluids. But other than that, I mean, what do you, what do you throw in yours? Well, it's funny that you ask. I have two girls, and they're kind of different sizes in the pants and in their diapers and everything. So I have to carry two sets of diapers everywhere I go. The oldest is it's learning potty training right now. So we're, we're in pull-ups with her. And the youngest, she's actually in diapers. And it's the last it's the last diapers they make before you go to pull-ups. So she's in like a six or seven. And she's, you know, two years old. So absolutely make sure there's diapers in there. Wipes, those are always a must. I carry two changes of clothes for the kids, just in case, you know, they poop, pee on themselves or something well, happens. If they see a sprinkler and they want to run through, oh you know how gosh. kids do that. That's happened before. But absolutely, I, I actually carry an uh, extra change of uh, shoes for them also, just in case. As far as, like, snacks go, uh, we're very open with our kids as far as what they eat. 
If they're eating a little something, it's better than nothing. It's not like I'm throwing candy at them or bubble gum all the time. They, they do eat pretty well. If I have time to prep, I usually like to put together a little snack bag of fruits and vegetables for them. Their favorites are grapes. They absolutely love grapes. And not, not those mushy, crappy ones. They come from their dad's loin, so they, they, they really like those. They're standards. Oh, my God. The crunchy ones are the best. I know I'm not the only one out there that loves the crunchy ones. The crunchy grapes are awesome. They absolutely love those. I like to throw in some gummy snacks. They enjoy those. I like to throw pretzels in there. They eat Pringles sometimes. They don't eat a lot of fast food. They do love cheeseburgers. That's their absolute favorite meal of all time. A Happy Meal cheeseburger. A registered trademark M <laughs> meal. <laughs> M, M approved meal. Exactly. I also like to throw in the bag a change of clothes for myself sometimes because you never know if you're going to get poop on you. Or when you find a sprinkler, you just can't not run through. I do enjoy running into sprinklers. I will say that. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, I know your your kids love grapes. Um, Olivia loves grapes. Have you ever frozen grapes and given them frozen grapes? That's I have like not. That's like Olivia's thing now. I mean, obviously you can't take it out on the road, but like we have frozen grapes in the freezer. And sometimes I'll just, I, I cut them in half, freeze them, throw them down, and she just, she loves them, man. She maxed down on them. I've actually seen, like, uh, women put those in wine to keep their wine chill. So if it's like a white wine or something, I don't know, ladies, if you're listening, if that's a thing, but... Maybe guys do it, too. Maybe guys do it, too. Don't be sexist. Ooh, sassy, Daniel. <laughs> but I've seen people put them in, in wines to, to keep them cool. Mm -hmm. I have to try that. I know one thing that uh, you're talking about putting things in refrigerators. Have you seen the Gogurt packs? They're like, they look like popsicles, but they're Gogurts. Yeah. So if you put those in the freezer... They're, they almost come out like a soft serve kind of. So they're like a yogurt popsicle kind oh, of. Oh, that's nice. Something interesting. It's great for the it. summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I could suggest anything to throw in your bags, that's the basics. Your diapers, your wipes, some food, some water. You never know what's going to happen out there. So it's always good to be prepared, but not over prepared like your friend. It sounds like he, he kind of took it over the edge. He was new. I mean, granted... I come from a large family, so it's kind of like, you know, you learn the basics on what you should and shouldn't bring. And if you bring excess, you get razzed and hounded and you just get dogged. Right, right. So, well, you're, well, that's not even just their daily pack. That's like packing the whole car with stuff from swings to, but I mean, I always keep a stroller in mind, you know, a little. Of course. I think it's, uh, what is it called? Like a little... Umbrella shape. stroller, Umbrella stroller, yeah. It's a, an umbrella stroller. Which, I mean, with the two girls, we have a, a dual stroller, but that thing's a beast, man. Having to haul that thing around oh, yeah. and break down every time. I mean, we go to a theme parks a lot and having to push that thing around with two kids that are... You, you know what? Yeah, I, I get you on that. But you know what? The good thing about those is you can throw your massive bag of crap that you need your, right. your travel bag, diaper bag. You can toss that underneath and you don't have to carry it the whole time. That's and right. Or any of the uh, winnings, like stuffed animals they win, you can throw that under there. Or... Let me ask you a question. I know you went to a theme park recently with the girls. And, I did. And you won a very special chair. I, I didn't did that win fit, it. Did that fit under there? I didn't win that. Remember, Sydney won that. Well, this chair, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm not huge, but I'm, I'm about, you know, 5'11", 6 feet. And I sat in that thing and my feet couldn't touch the ground. It was probably about a foot off the ground. This thing could fit like three people and it. it's huge. It's got six it's pretty awesome. It's got six cup holders in it. That's intense. I mean, you could sit down and literally have all your beers right there at one time and not have to get up at all. But Sydney won that in a uh, 
I, I think it was a ring toss, and it was by fate. She was just like chunking these things. She was like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> well, she, and needless to it. say, that wouldn't fit under a stroller. No, that <laughs> it looked like I was, <laughs> it looked like I was carrying like a bazooka on my back. I was trying to walk out of the park carrying two girls and that thing, and it <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. Let's just say that. I can imagine. That's awesome. It was awesome. So I guess for all you dads and moms out there, you just got to find what works for your kid. I mean, you know your right. kid better than anybody else. Uh, obviously, the basics are going to be there. And, and just get your bag ready and roll. I mean, whatever is comfortable to bring around, because obviously if you're out with the kid, you need to be comfortable functional. So I don't. I actually don't have a normal bag. It's just a, it's a backpack. And I will tell you what's on it. It's purple and pink and green and white. And it's got unicorns on it. So a very big masculine guy carrying around this backpack in a theme park, which I know that people see that I have kids, but I'm just saying there, there's some other products out there that we would love to talk about later on, maybe in a different podcast, love to do a review on, is it like a military tactical? Yeah, it's style? a tactical uh, diaper bag. It's, it's awesome. We were looking at this thing online earlier and... That thing can hold so much, and it's manly looking. That, yeah, that, it looks like like a military issued like rucksack. It's it's pretty awesome, very functional. I mean, we'll we'll review it at a later date and a later podcast, but it is pretty awesome. It comes down to whatever works for you guys, whether they're vegan, non-vegan, whatever they eat, but always carry extra diapers with you and wipes. You never know when you're going to need them, and not just for cleaning their butts. The wipes are for even your hands if you touch something sticky or they're picking something up or need to wipe their face from like a meal, whatever. It's always good to have baby wipes on you. Very functional. Let's move on to our second topic, man. This one's really dear to me because I am part of a blended family. So a blended family, a struggle for attention and balance. Do you come from a blended family? No. Both my parents have been together since the 60s and I have 12 brothers and sisters, so they've been together forever wow. and a day, man. That's um, great. That's love, man. Oh yeah, I, I I envy it, and and you know I I hope one day that I can make it as long as they've made it. I mean they've done a great job. They sacrificed so much for us. You know, mom and dad, hats off to you. You guys are really an inspiration for all of your kids and and grandkids and everybody. I mean it's really awesome. Thank you, Mama um, and Papa Franco. Yes, thank you. So you came from a blended family, huh? Why don't you give us a little insight on that or a little background? I was actually raised by my father for a number of years. My parents divorced at a very young age. I was born in Southern California, San Diego. Uh, raised a few few years there until my parents got a divorce and my father took me to South Carolina. Was there a reason for South Carolina? My grandparents were actually originally living there i guess they had settled down there the way of life there is way cheaper slower pace of life everything's cheaper man i mean for what we pay for a house here you can get like three or four houses back there for that but you know my dad worked multiple jobs and just helped to uh, try to raise me the right way and support me financially and i think i turned out pretty good i know i said that before but uh, my grandparents helped raise me my family did too i actually come from a, a somewhat bigger family on my dad's side multiple aunts and uncles and everything they helped raise me also as my father raised me of course nobody wants to be alone my father decided to answer the modern time like online dating app but at the time was like a newspaper ad i think this is how the story goes my stepmother had put out an ad saying a single woman looking for a good man blah 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 had two children so boom they got together 
And uh, it was very interesting because all of my attention was solely on me. I was the only child growing up, which later in life I found out that I had uh, two sisters, two half-sisters that I later found on social media platforms. My dad ended up marrying this lady, and she turned out to be a very nice woman. As I kind of grew up with it, I wasn't, I didn't really understand the situation. She had two daughters herself from a previous marriage, which I think they were six, seven years older than me, so they're a little older. But when they got together, I was only maybe like eight or nine, maybe maybe younger than that. So I had this woman that I had to look up to as a mom, and of course I asked her when the when they started their relationship, did you want me to call you mom or whatever? And it just kind of stuck that I started calling her by her first name, so... Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, my son calls Wendy by her first name. How did he say it? Wind? Oh, yeah. He When, when he was little and, uh, you know, speaking at around two, two and a half, three years old, uh, he would call her Wendell. And I don't know where he got it from. <laughs> I have no idea. Oddly enough, her family, and, and he wasn't around them a lot, they have always called her Wendell. So I don't know if, like, he heard somebody call her that and he started calling her Wendell. Or whatever, but that's that's what he called her at first for quite a while. But interesting, and probably never will call her mom. No, and I'll never call my stepmom mom. But she gets a card every Mother's Day. She's been that positive role model in my life. So that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's again. I I said it before. It takes a special kind of person to step up and be a step parent. So do you feel like growing up? In that blended family, did your stepsisters live with you? They did. They did at the time. Did you feel, or do you, I mean, maybe you didn't realize it, but do you feel like you were fighting for attention or like you were acting like to try and get that attention? Because now at this point, it was you and your dad for quite a while, just mm-hmm. the two of you guys doing your thing. Right. And then his attention has moved, not away from you, but somewhat elsewhere. Because obviously when you're in a relationship, it takes... You know, it takes attention to to keep that fire burning. So Absolutely, I agree with that a hundred percent. I feel like growing up that I was always second best. That dad had to kind of make sure that his wife's kids were taken care of, and I kind of I, I feel like maybe I was kind of like fell behind the the headboard kind of sometimes and was was thought of as an afterthought kind of. Whenever they got their first cars, they got nice cars. My dad owned a used car lot for a little while. And actually still does, uh, funny fact, car salesman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not what he does full-time. But anyway, they, they got some nice cars. When I got my first car, you know what my first car was? <clears throat> Which it, it was an 89 yellow banana Toyota Tracel hatchback. <laughs> I got all the ladies. Bro, I think I got you beat. What'd you have? My first car was a 1984 Ford Tempo two-door with red vinyl interior. With an 8-track in it, right? No way. And the headliner was falling down. So I'd have to, like, when I'd try and look out the side mirror, I'd have to lift it up. No. Yeah. That got all the ladies. Oh. Well, my second one, uh, not to get off subject, we deemed the baloney mobile. (laughs) Mine was the rattlesnake because it rattled. (laughs) Well, this this has a huge story behind it that I won't go into context, but let's just say it was a 90-something... Ford Mustang convertible. You think that's hot? Not if you knew the story behind it. <laughs> right on. But going back to the blended family, I, I, I do feel like I struggled for attention from both my mom, uh, well, my stepmom and my dad. They both worked really hard to help put the kids through everything they wanted to do. I never had a chance to really play a lot of sports in high school because my dad was always afraid I'd mess up my knees or mess up my back. So 
I got put in a band. I was a band band geek. That's there's nothing wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen. No. Got into band and I feel like that kind of skyrocketed my music career kind of where I wanted to go. Another episode about our time before we were married when mm-hmm. we were playing music. Yeah. I really feel like I struggled for attention from both parents. Not in a way of where it was like, hey, dad, I want you to spend some time with me. But if they were doing something, I was kind of an afterthought, I felt. I felt. I'm not saying maybe that's the way they saw it, but. You know, I can see that where it's like you're used to being like the, the number one mm-hmm. thought. And then you have to share this attention. And especially after what you'd already been through, it, it, it probably you know, did create a little bit of, um, did it cause any resentment towards, you know, your sisters or or your mom? I think it caused a little resentment towards maybe my stepmom at the time. And I don't really know where that came from. Maybe just like an outside CNN kind of thing. But as I got older, like I understood more and I think I have a better relationship with my stepmom now than I did growing up. Because I felt like she was taking my dad away. Gotcha. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, I have that with Aiden. Aiden is very, he's a very sensitive kid. And I was dating Wendy, obviously. I was spending time with her, getting to know her. And, right. And, and once Aiden came into the picture, she was always very nice to him. But it was always like, kind of get away from me and my dad. We're spending time because... Right. Obviously, he was used to me being there for so long, and then, boom, dad's gone. He moved out and became every other weekend and maybe once or twice during the week when I was able to get out there. Because um, when I did move, I moved, like I said, 45 to an hour away. So it doesn't make it totally feasible right. um, financially or, or just time-wise. And that's that's what, that's why I've decided to actually stay closer with my kids. Well, you're smart. I, I've, had, I've had the option to move back home many a times. My family's offered that. But that's not an option right now. You know, no. I need to be Your here. Your girls for come first. A hundred percent. My kids come first, no matter what. I mean, if it comes down to a job, or I have a great paying job that somebody's offered me a million bucks back home, or well, maybe a million bucks. I, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my kids come first, a hundred percent. Of course. Even now, I mean, seven and a half, whatever, seven and a half, eight years later, now Olivia's in the picture, and Aiden is in love with his sister. He is obsessed with his sister. That is like. He talks to everybody, all of his friends. He brags about how he has his sister. Right. You know, and I think he sees a lot of his friends at school and everybody has brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in school with them. And, and he didn't really have that. Now he has a sister. I mean, right. He FaceTimes her all the time. He, he's totally excited. But he'll come over and say, you know, Wendy's out of town. It's just me, myself and, and, and my babies. And he's very much like, Dad, let's do this. Dad, let's do this. Dad, let's roll the ball to each other or something like Olivia will come in with her toy. Like, you know, she'll come in with another ball and he'll kind of toss it off to the side to get her out of the way. (laughs) And I, and I have to tell him Aiden, no, 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 no. She wants to play with us. Let's play together. We'll all play as a group. Right. You know, but for him, he doesn't get me all the time. Mm -hmm. So as much as he loves having a sister there, he wants the time with me. He wants that dad time. Yeah. And, and, and and it's hard, you know, for me, it kind of, it sucks to see it, but you know, even after this many years, it still hurts, man, just to see that going on. And and I have to explain to him, Aiden, we're a family. You're here. We're a family here. Wendy, you know, Olivia, you and myself, we're a family. So we mm-hmm. do things together. Right. It's not you and dad and then Wendy and Olivia and, and the dogs are off doing their thing. Mm-hmm. No, we do it together because that's that's our family. Right. That's the way it should be. I mean, yeah. And, and I think, I mean, he's, he's nine years old, so he's still like, you know, he, he wants his dad. He's a boy and and he wants to be with his dad and I get it, but. Oh boy. You get to look forward to that puberty talk. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Have you had Have you had the sex talk with your son? Not really. No, Aiden. Aiden, like I said, he's nine. He's a very young, very innocent nine, mm-hmm. and I want him to remain that as long as he can because sure. once you know, once that's gone, it's gone, and you never get it back. Absolutely. So I want him to be as innocent as long as he can. Very kind, very caring, very loving person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I ref his soccer games mm-hmm. because it's, it's. I've seen it. I've seen you in your soccer attire. Yes, you have. Isn't it lovely? I look like a bumblebee. Those those knee-high socks. Yeah, they're, they're quite lovely. They keep me warm. Actually, you know <laughs> what? They help during the summer because there was like a strip that didn't cover between shorts and socks. And I had a ring of sunburn on my <laughs> leg where those socks were. So they saved me a bigger sunburn. But the last time I was out there, I, I didn't get to see you ref because I passed out. I was tired. Yeah, people were concerned about you. <laughs> My ex-wife was like, uh, your, "Is your buddy alive?" I think I was. Wearing <laughs> I almost like, wanted to poke you with a stick. I think I was wearing a flannel that day, and it was, it was like super 90, hot, ninety something degrees, and I man. Just passed out, man. I was just, I was so tired. So I ref his game on Friday, and we're, you know, somewhere in the game, and and the league official comes over and say, "We're canceling the game. We're canceling the game. The mm-hmm. storm's coming in." You know, and parents are complaining. I look up and see lightning bolts flashing. I'm like, "All right, time to go." So he gets in the car with his mom. I walk him to the car, tell him, you know, tell him I love him, and. I'll talk to him later. He tells me, Dad, make sure you call me when you get home. I want to make sure you get home safe. That's Aww. that's that's the kind of boy he is. He thinks about all that. Right. Very sweet, very caring, very thoughtful. It's hard because, like I said, he wants that time with me. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to I don't want to break his heart or anything. But he needs to understand that that this is what it is. This is what life is. Um, well, kind of like kind of like your your wife was explaining on the phone talking earlier how you need to you know give love to that child but you need to give love to that older one a little bit more just to let them know that they're not being pushed out of the picture oh totally and and i tell them all the time i mean every time i talk to them you know that i'm not i'm not the type of person that doesn't tell my kids i love them all the time and constantly i mean i reassure all the time in my actions and my words it's weird because growing up it wasn't like that my my parents were not very much very vocal, like, mm-hmm. oh, I love you. Like, my wife, when she gets off the phone with all of her family members, they say, they, oh, I love you before they get off the phone. Right. Like, I, I've never done that. Even with my mom, if I if I tried it the other day, I said <laughs> it to her, and she was like, okay, talk to you later. <laughs> it was like, wait a second, what's going on here? But, you know, it, it just, we didn't grow up that way. So none right. of us are like that. Our siblings, like, we're, we're more like, all right, piss off, see you later kind of deal. Peace. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we're not like that. So I try and do that with my with my son just to let him know that I do you mm-hmm. know I'm not there all the time to do it and, and and be around him and spend that time but I make sure that I reassure and and reinforce that I love him and I miss him and I can't wait to see him and stuff like that and that sets into him you know that that's setting him up for his future because I mean he'll know that dad loves him mom loves him and I mean he'll pass on to I'm does he say that to Olivia when he gets off the phone like love you Olivia or um sometimes yeah Sometimes okay. and more of the time he's, you know, he's at his house and there's a million things for him to do. So it's kind of like, okay, all right, bye dad. You know, and I'll tell him I love him. But just like him. Dude, his voice is great. <laughs> um, but usually like I'll talk to him at night. Olivia's already in bed. Oh, okay. Is Olivia awake? Yeah. No, Aiden. She's, she's been out for a couple hours, kid. She goes to bed at six. How was that again? Which one? 
Is Olivia Wig? Yeah, that, that's great. That's I love my boy. That. That's my boy. Um, that's my boy. But like this is this whole thing with like the blended families. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wendy treats him like her own. Obviously, she loves him, and she tells him, you know, tells him so as well. And and she treats him great. She doesn't treat him any different from Olivia. Right. Obviously, he knows that she cares, and and mm-hmm. you know before. When he was really little, it was hard. He was very much like standoffish with Wendy because obviously he's used to me being, he was used to me being around his mom. Right. At this point, he doesn't remember me ever living there or any of that, which is great because then he doesn't have, you know, resentment or anything. Hopefully not. But with the blended family, it's, it's interesting because trying to get Wendy, Aiden, Olivia, Aiden's mother, her boyfriend, et cetera, all on the same page can be a pain. You sure. Know? I think that I understand it more as I've gotten older, 100%. Like, I get it. Yeah. So kind of in my situation, who knows what the future is going to hold as far as like with my kids and myself or my ex's family, you know, I mean, if she decides to date or settle down again, I honestly don't want any more children. I'm done. That's it, man. Two children is enough for me. And I got two beautiful girls. I can't say enough about them, but I'm, I, it, it kind of scares me to know what the type of man or woman, whatever she decides to, you know, whichever way, I don't know. But uh, it, it scares me to know that another person's going to be there with my kids. It just scares me because I'm not there. I want to instill in them, you know, I don't want to be that dad that's getting the shotgun ready, you know, to get them ready to go on their first date or go to prom or whatever, you know. I want to instill in them that the type of guy that they want is kind of like their dad. They're filled with respect, goals, and they're driven. And, you know, just as long as as long as they know that... That's how they should be treated. I, I think that that's huge. You know, I've I've always tried to be an example for Aiden. Mm-hmm. Opening doors, uh, you know, just just when it the way I treat Wendy, and and even when I was with his mom, the way I treated her. You never opened the door for me. Because you open it for me. You're the gentleman here. Oh, I am. So, like, I've always tried to do that and mm-hmm. show the example. In regard to that, my ex is dating somebody. She's been dating him for seven years now. I mean, probably around mm-hmm. as long as I've been with, with Wendy. And uh, it's somebody she knew from, you know, growing up, I think in high school or something like that. I think she dated him back then. And and at first it was a little weird because I didn't really know him. I, I met him a couple times. Right. But, you know, this many years in, I know him. And he is a very, very good person he's a good man that's good he treats her the way that i approve aiden seeing her be treated he's right. polite to her he treats aiden like his own um he's very respectful he works hard mm-hmm. uh, i believe he comes from a good a pretty good family i mean he's i have conversations with him he and i text back and forth every once in a while he's a great person i mean i just like the the best case scenario is what i have going on and that's off to his mom for choosing somebody that is going to be able to instill proper values in Aiden as well. Because obviously he lives with his mom, so she mm-hmm. probably sees him, you know, Aiden probably sees her boyfriend a lot more, obviously a lot more than I see him. Mm-hmm. But to know that somebody is following the same examples and and really just kind of doing things the way I would do them right, is is like a huge weight off my chest. And, and, and I'm very thankful. And he, like I said, is a, is a great person. Obviously, like I said, hats off to her for finding somebody like that. And I'm very fortunate. So blended families. Yeah. That's the blended family fun, guys. So it's review time. Uh, We're going to review a product today that 
I personally use every day for Olivia, and I believe Puff, you've used them before, correct? I have on both both kids, okay. and actually, it was a hand-me-down from the first daughter because she used it so much, and I think wore that one out, and we had to buy another one. So today, we're going to review the Chico 360-degree rotating hook-on booster chair. It's basically a high chair that hooks to your counter. It's perfect. I'm going to read this description right from the website so you guys get a general idea of what it is. Chico's 360 hook-on chair is an innovative booster seat featuring six locking positions that allow you to face your baby towards the table for meals as well as outward to interact with others. A snap-on tray and washable seat pad make cleanup easy. At home or away, the 360 hook-on chair by Chico makes it easy to position your baby at any table in as many as six different directions. Supports children up to 37 pounds. This product, and I'm going to tell you my review, is amazing. We actually have taken it traveling with us when we've gone out of state to mm -hmm. visit family. At our house, we hook it to our island because it has an overlap, mm -hmm. and we don't even need a high chair. It just sits there. It doesn't take up a ton of space. If we want to put something on for her to watch, we can lift it, rotate it to where she can face the TV. Or if we're an, in another side of the kitchen, mm -hmm. we can rotate it there and we can interact with her. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And who needs a traditional high chair when you have that? I mean, seriously. Tra traditional high chairs kind of scare the shit out of me, man. The kids <laughs> start rocking or they got an attitude or they're mad at you or just if they don't want to be in that thing, dude. I mean, I can't remember back that far, but... I've seen videos on YouTube of like kids getting angry and I've seen them flip over those things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are very scary. I mean, if you think about it for apartment living, it's amazing. I mean, really it doesn't take up a ton of space. You don't usually have a bunch of space in dining areas mm -hmm. and apartments. So it's freaking awesome. And for any of you that have kids out there or have young kids, you know the crazy mess they make with everything they eat. It goes everywhere. Like Puff said in the description, you can remove the whole covering, throw it in the mm -hmm. wash, and it pops back on with a couple snaps, and you're good to go again. I mean, back it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And and with my kids, I used them on both wards. Actually, I found one of those seats at a garage sale. The first one that I found, I the first seat that I found was actually at a garage sale. And I said, this is pretty cool. This is ingenuitive. It's modern. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. And I picked it up for maybe like five bucks and it was great sydney we popped sydney in it and of course it's great because that's a strap so i mean they're not they can't get up on themselves if you know they try to get out but uh somehow she finagled out of it a couple of times so it's a little <laughs> scary but the first one it was pretty much just we were just wearing it out till, till the end of the days but we took that thing everywhere. We would travel. We would take it to restaurants. Some restaurants don't have high chairs. It's it's crazy. And it's it's, it's easy installation. I mean, mm -hmm. you pop it under, push the legs up, tighten it, and you're good to go. I mean, it's it's amazing. And the tray space, it's a huge tray. Oh, yeah. For food, it's got a cup holder. I mean, it, it's it's splendid. So, so yeah, it's a great product. I, I love it. Daniel, you love it. Uh, oh, I would recommend it to anybody that is looking to save some space and, and, and just, you know, we're all about the functional products here. Mm -hmm. This thing is completely functional in every way. You know, you Easy need to make clean up too. Well, yeah, you need to make a bottle. You need to make dinner. You can pop them in the seat and throw some snacks on them and they're right there next to you. I mean, it's a really a great thing. So guys, be sure to check out the Chico 360 rotating high chair. I'm sure you can pick it up at any of your local major retail brand. You know, there's this thing called the interweb. Oh. And you can buy stuff there, too. It's awesome. What? What is this that you speak of? <laughs> so recently, I was watching TV. I, I'm a sports nut. 
Puff, you're not really a huge sportsman. I'm not. So I, I was watching a, a football game, Monday Night Football, I believe, and uh, quarterback Drew Brees basically broke like the all-time passing yards record, which is a pretty big feat. I hmm. mean, he's ahead of some big names there. And that's, that's not the reason I'm talking about this, but it was what happened after he threw... Actually, it ended up being like a 62-yard touchdown, which was pretty cool. But mm -hmm. after that... He walked off the field, went right to the sideline to his family. The guy from the Hall of Fame was there waiting to get the, you know, get the uh, ball and shake his hand and all that. Right. He went directly to his family, kissed his wife and his daughter, kneeled down to his sons and said, I love you guys so much. You can accomplish anything in life if you're willing to work for it. And to me, that is amazing. It's just, you know, that's the type of stuff that, that dad should be doing. You inspire your children. You are... Right you're the person that they're going to look up to. And, mm -hmm. and and that, to me, is just, it was such a beautiful moment. As as a parent myself, it's just amazing. So the next thing we want to talk about is really, Puff, what's your favorite dad memory? You know, like, what is, like, a piece of advice? Or what's your favorite memory with your dad? There's so many. I would, I would probably say my dad was kind of a vocal person as I was growing up and always told me he loved me and everything. And... I, I think that that's kind of what made me today is kind of the way that he was ra he raised me. But I would say I would say on a more recent scale, uh, I, I've only been in California. I, I'm on my five year anniversary now of moving to California. And I remember year two of moving here, I had sold a uh, a TV show and it was it was a very large TV show. It yeah, it aired nationally. It, it, it was aired nationally, and it was actually on uh, the network TLC. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it because I, I'm sure some of the listeners know what show it is. It's called My Giant Life. Be sure to check it out. It only went three seasons. I say only. It only went three seasons. That's huge that it went three I was seasons. I say, that's pretty big, man. It is. It is. But when I told my, my father that I had pitched a show and created a show and sold a show to a major network, I mean, he was so proud of me. I think that was that was the f not the first time, but the more recent time that he's told me that. And I know the second time around was the most proud was when we had our girls. You know, of course, you know, having children, giving them grandchildren because he has grandchildren through through my stepsisters. Mm -hmm. So, but having you know children of his own grandchildren, you know, I think really meant something. But I would say that that was probably one of the most emotional moments that I had with my father. When I called my dad and I told him about the show that I had sold, and he was just like, son, I am so proud of you. Like, you have no idea. Coming from your father, like, that's huge. Well, that's the person you look up to the most. I mean, I look up to my dad huge, mm -hmm. like big time. So that, that I can imagine that that was probably tears on both of your faces at Ab that point, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I would say probably the second time would be the, the major first time would be when I opened up my own business. Uh, he's an entrepreneur and he works his butt off. And, you know, if I could give him anything, I, I would. If I would make him retire now if I had the means to. But when I opened up my business, he, he said, you can do anything, man. He said, if you put your mind to it and you can, and you, can you know, work hard for it, you can do it. And that's kind of like what, what your football. Drew uh, Brees. Fabrice. Drew Brees. Oh, sorry. Drew Brees. So that's kind of like what Drew Brees said. Uh, so it's, it sounds like it's all on a common level that 
all dads are kind of saying the same thing to their kids to set it by example and to build them up. What about you? What do you, do you have a favorite memory or multiple memories? I've got a I've got a ton of memories with my dad. My dad is still alive though, and and I know yours is too. I just want to put that mm-hmm. out there, so it's not like what's your memory of your dad? You know, it's not a depressing subject. It's really proud subject, proud sons. Right. You know, my dad grew up in in uh, Mexico. It wasn't an easy life growing up. His family was not very um, vocal emotionally. So my dad's very, I don't, I don't want to say cold, but he's not, he doesn't show emotion often. Right. He really doesn't. I mean, if you get anything emotional out of him, it's like, what the hell just happened? Like hell froze over. <laughs> but my dad is a very good man. He's a hard worker. He always worked numerous jobs. Like I said, 12 brothers and sisters. And they, you know, they put us all through private school. So him and my mom as well, just very hard workers. Mm-hmm. And I look up to my dad. I, there's a couple things I can say. I mean, some of them are a little more emotional to me than others, so I will keep it together because I'm an emotional person. Oh, damn um, you. you know, I remember growing up and I remember, you know, eating dinner and stuff and, and we'd all be eating, you know, say chicken. And uh-huh. I say chicken because, you know, chicken's always fairly priced. And we'd be eating chicken. My dad would sit there and, and we'd have like stuff like we'd throw the skin off and my dad would pick it up and eat it. Or, you know the liver of the chicken or something like that, we'd toss it and dad would take it and eat it. He would always do that. And it was like, I never really understood. I used to think it was so gross that he was right. eating all the leftover crap that we didn't eat. It wasn't until I was older and, 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 and was a dad myself and realized that he was letting us eat and making sure that we ate before he ate himself. Uh-huh. And whatever we'd drop off and not eat and we didn't want to eat, he would eat it because that would be his dinner. Right. You know what I mean? And, and for me, that's like, you don't realize that until you're a father that you would do the same for your kids. Oh, 100%. Man. You know what I mean? And, and and that one always, like when I think about it, it really hits hard because, you know, my dad is always just, he's never complained. He's always just been a hard worker and, mm-hmm. and really did everything for us. I mean, he did everything for us. And my mom as well, once again. Sure. But since we're talking about dads, there's that. I think kind of along the same lines of, of being proud and, and, and like the Drew Brees moment, not Febreze, the Drew Brees. The Febreze. I remember when I graduated high school, you know, you get cards from your parents right. or, or emotional notes from them. Um, and I remember getting, <laughs> exactly. I remember getting a card from my dad and like I said, non-emotional person. Mm-hmm. It was son, you know, I love you. I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. The world is out there for you. Go get it. Cause you can. And that was, I just, I remember that to this day. It's just insane. Because somebody who really never showed emotion really, for him, put it out there. Right. <clears throat> you know, and, and and it was it was just one of those things that have always stuck with me. And I'm sure you'll do the same thing for, for Aiden as he gets... You know. Oh, I'd do anything for that boy. <laughs> and Olivia as well. So... I'll I'll end I'll end this my my little emotional tirade here on a funny note, <clears throat> and my buddy Joe can attest to this because he mm-hmm. was with me. So one day we get back from work and we're walking up the walkway to go to the house because I still lived it with my parents at the time, <clears throat> and my dad comes up and goes, "Son, my dad's got a very deep voice. I got a deep voice. My dad's is like really deep, you know." Um, growing up it was a scary voice to hear when he was upset i'm sure so he walks up and goes son do i smell like shit and i'm like what dad he goes do i smell like shit i I, he must have stepped in shit or something like that but he thought he smelled like shit and i was like no dad you don't i i don't know where you're getting this from 
And I think one of the neighbors had put manure out or something <laughs> like that. But yeah. And, and my buddy Joe, even to this day, when he, when, when I see him sometimes we go, son, do I smell like shit? <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, that's that there, there's my, my end out on that on a funny note. That's great. I don't have any shit stories of my dad. So, well, you know what? Here's, here's the thing as a dad, you have to take it in stride a lot of things, but there's times as a dad that. You know, maybe you are tired. Maybe it's just been a long day and you trip out for no reason on something completely stupid that a kid does. And mm-hmm. and after the fact, you think about it and you're like, what the hell was wrong with me? Like, what was I thinking? And maybe you don't yell at them and go psycho or anything, but like you just have a moment where you just oh, lose yeah. it, right? You oh, snap. Yeah. Story time with Papa Puff and Uncle Dan. So Puff, I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Dan. Um, So Aiden was probably three four i don't even know Mm -hmm. i don't know if your kids ever got into curious george a little bit okay so aiden got really into curious george and he would watch it non-stop i mean everything was curious george he had a little george that he carried around with him Mm -hmm. um i think i used to call it monkus because i didn't want to call it george because i hated george and i'll tell you why this all stemmed from my blowout or blow up your blowout (laughs) exactly so I would talk to Aiden. I don't know about you, but if I'm talking to my kid, I want a response. Of course. Be responsive. Talk to me. We're, we're having a discussion here. And, and at that age, you really don't have much of a discussion. Right. Everything I would say to him would be, uh-uh, 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 which is what George says. Uh-huh. So one day, I'm sitting there, and I must have had a day. I think Wendy was there when this happened. And I said, Aiden, you're not a monkey. You're a little boy. Stop doing that. You're not a monkey. And I was just like <laughs> enraged, not enraged, but I was just, I lost it. I in heard the it moment. too. I was in the moment. I was caught up. And even to this day, Wendy will sit there and walk by and if I ask her something, she'll go, uh-uh. And I'll be like, what? And she'll go, I'm not a monkey. And she'll mess with me. <laughs> to this day, she's that's, still screws me about that's that. Funny. And now if you think about it, I just told you the story. Aren't you, you're looking at me like, are you freaking nuts? Like you're tripping over that. There's so many other things to trip on. No, it's, it's not that I, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I mean, the girls get, the girls are so like into their, their tablet sometimes like they'll Mm. be watching something or, you know, it's crazy what they watch and it's not even a weird thing, but let's just say that they like watching other kids unbox stuff or they'll watch like. It's, it's what? It's super weird, man. <laughs> they like watching people play with like slime and stuff. Like not even cartoons on there. I'll try to turn it into a cartoon and they're like, nope. And somehow they get to it every time. They'll they'll get to somebody playing with slime or talking about something or opening up a box like the product reviews. Like it's these kids are two and three, man. Maybe you should have them on for review time. They can review products that they've seen. They're Me. probably more in the know than we are at this point. Probably. But uh, I remember I remember one time Sydney was just, I mean, she was just into this video. And we were. We, I was trying to get her ready to go to the park or, you know, I always try to take the girls to go do something daily on a daily basis. But I was like, Sydney, we need to get ready, sweetheart. And she didn't respond. And like you said, you want a response from a child, you know, to 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 see if they're listening or to make sure they're on the same track. Sydney, get off your tablet. It's time to get ready to go to the park. And she wasn't listening. So I have this whistle that I blow for this specific oh, reason. Oh, I've seen the whistle. Oh, you've seen the whistle. 
So this gets the kid's attention. And I, I kind of forgot at the time that I was inside when I blew it. So it hurt my ears too. But I blow it as hard as I can. And I say, Sydney. And she looks at me and she goes, what, dad? Like she, like, like, like she was listening like, to the entire Like she time. never heard you say it except for that one time. Right, right. <laughs> so later on, I was like, damn, I was, I feel like maybe I was kind of a dick to her, you know, saying that or doing that. But, you know, it's how I got her attention. And sometimes, you know, and it's not like I let my kids on their tablets all the time. It's, it's special times that they get it. It's you more know. wind down time. Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think this morning I was having a meltdown with Charlie or something. So it was. It was good that she was on it. So that's my that's my story. It's kind of funny. It is what it is. Right on. And no, that's a great so story. So everybody should own a, a whistle and uh, use it use accordingly. It. <laughs> Don't lose your mind and blow it at the top of uh, your lungs no, in the house. You're going to hurt your own ears. Don't do that. Right on. Well, I think this podcast has been great. If you guys want to contact us and maybe send us subjects you want us to discuss, items you want us to review, shoot us an email at moderndadspodcast at gmail.com and we will you know read every submission we may not get it on at the next podcast but we will get to it we'll read the stories even if you have stories funny stories for story time we're here for you guys so be sure to check us out on all social media platforms daniel it's been a pleasure again talking with you on the modern day dads podcast YouTube puff and i'm looking forward to our next episode already i'm really looking forward to that halloween episode we got planned yeah we're gonna do a really cool halloween uh, episode we're gonna talk about some scary subjects uh, talk about uh our each of our top five scary movies and even top five halloween movies for kids they can enjoy and, and and not have nightmares so anyway thank you all for listening until next time we'll be here changing diapers cooking dinner and being dads thank you for listening later guys 